Hello and welcome to another episode of the Barstool Music's Safe Space Podcast. My name is Luke Knowles and I'm once again here with a brand new episode of this Safe Space podcast, the place where we get to know the brilliant, unsigned and independent artists that I feature across Barstool Music. Just that little bit better, we had some amazing episodes before Christmas with the likes of Jack Hinks, Michaela Fedesco and Charlotte Champion. So to continue that run, this year we kick off with my conversation with the brilliant hip-hop artist, spoken word performer, all-round amazing singer-songwriter that is Conscious Root. He's a brilliant Scottish-based rapper. Um, He collaborated at the end of 2021 with the great Scottish duo that is Gefargeist on their track Orbit. Um, It was an amazing seven-minute epic of a track. Um, If you haven't heard it already, do go listen to it because it's very much worth it. Both artists come together to create an amazing, unforgettable song. And also, he is just a great artist in his own right he released an ep last year roots which was brilliant he also performed a collaboration with the brilliant post cold prom queen i say brilliant a lot don't i again uh, and that kind of what brought him to my attention in the first place and i checked out his solo material and i just just fell in love with the way that he writes music and sort of put brings it all together um so i caught up with him we had a great chat before christmas and um, this was recorded just to let you know uh, and we had a talk about everything to do with music his background and just how music has had such a massive impact in his life um, I will pre-warn you that there is some slight hissing on sort of my track when I talk uh, because I had some new fancy equipment and thought it'd be cool to use it before actually learning how to uh, but no it doesn't distract from the brilliant content of the conversation so I do hope you enjoy it but before we get stuck in here's a little bit of what Conscious Root sounds like and the gravity for learning that I'm leaning more along as I shoot through these hoops and I I ain't talking Celtic, come native with rhymes, come old school like Sega, as a battling realm, street fighting like Vega, organically I meld, the presence of a bondsmith, and passionately tell, we ration it in mainstream, as they rule hard, bringing drama, clashes for the main theme, I'm Rashford on the And that is Protest, which Conscious Root dropped last year, and it's just a brilliant, brilliant tune. So, without further ado, here comes my chat with the brilliant Conscious Root. Himself. Hello, Conscious Root. Uh, thank you for joining me on the Safe Space podcast. How's it going, man? You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You? Yeah, not too bad. Just in from work. Yeah. T- tough shift. <laughs> no, nah, it's not too bad today. It's Fridays yeah. are like half days. Oh, nice. Complaining with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, brilliant. Well, um, obviously, you've recently done your collaboration with Gefargeist. Um, yeah, yeah. Came out a couple of weeks ago now. So I thought. It'd um, be great because I was very much impressed by your work on that track. Oh, cool. It would be Thanks, nice man. to get to know you as an artist kind of thing. So for people that cool. may not have come across your music before, do you want to kind of give people the kind of a rundown on who you are? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, I, I don't believe what they say about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I guess my, my background in music is um, predominantly hip-hop. Yeah. Um, uh, but I guess my journey on music's been so many different kind of like styles. Yeah. In terms of working with a lot of different people. Um, so I've done a lot of collaborations. Yeah. Actually, more so um, since I've been in Scotland than down south. But um, I guess even when I started out, started out as an MC, 
um, like a DMV MC, yeah, and then sort of progressed into kind of working um, mainly on hip hop. Um, uh, some of the styles was like trip hop. We shared a studio with some guys that were like making house, but they used um, to get me to kind of some, you know, just some vocal stabs and bits of yeah. But so you've always kind well. of been surrounded by multiple genres. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah, so that's been part of it. And then the, the project that I was working on, um, which was really underground hip hop, yeah, uh, a band called Fugazi Rum, where it wasn't a band, it was like it two MCs, it was two MCs and a producer. Yeah, it's like, but me and the producer kind of set it up, and I got a guy who I was like hanging around with at the time involved. Um, yeah, called Filler, and um, from that, I, I we we kind of we kind of dabbled in the middle. Um, trying to make a kind of poppy project with yeah. a girl singer, myself like rapping, yeah, um, and uh, a guy who was like playing guitar and bass and like doing the instrumental side, yeah, and was like kind of producer for the project. So we wrote a lot of songs and and nothing really come of it really. So, mm. but what did come of it is after that we kind of formed a, a blues hip hop band called Fugazi Ram, which was oh, nice. predominantly yeah, it's really nice stuff actually, yeah. Um, and um, that that kind of that project done done pretty well. Um, you know, we were gigging we were gigging a lot around the UK and um, yeah. played on like one extra and um, we uh, performed live on BBC County's radio a couple of times and yeah, um, yeah, just a lot of support basically. Going into it loads, um, yeah. but I'd done that for about six years, so I was kind of in a band. Um, doing that kind of sort of like and and those guys introduced me to a lot of you know different music where at the time I probably was only listening to like you know hip-hop drum and bass and something else when I started yeah. like with the band they were like oh have you heard like you know Dr. John and and uh, you know like just all the classic stuff that you yeah. from the 60s and 70s and so they kind of give me quite an education in the diversity of like music and I really I'm really open to you know to folk to country to um yeah blues obviously um, a lot of a lot of the music that i do like predominantly is rootsy but i still like a lot of blues yeah like dip your toe in different areas to try and enhance yeah. your own music kind of thing yeah i guess yeah. just all like so because because i because of all these different projects you know working with someone like Geffergeist um isn't isn't foreign to me you know because yeah. i've through through the years uh although now i predominantly do um, and I've gone back to because I feel like what what happened with me because I've done so much alternative like music yeah. that it's been hard to kind of build a hip hop fan base for myself because I was maybe yeah. doing a hip hop project and then doing an alternative project and yeah. I think it was hard for people to follow you know what what are, who what are you how do <laughs> I you know what I mean if you're an yeah, artist getting whiplash going, kind of thing like oh god. <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah. and sometimes it can be, but I, I I guess music's always been for me. So and like for both for because I enjoy it, but also mental health and stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess it's just been trying to, um, get like what what my philosophy is at the moment is the music that I make is kind of, um, kind of hip hop sort of drum and bass. Yeah. And kind of close to that arena, but if I do some like um feature projects i'm i'm okay to kind of wander a little bit because that's not me like putting that out yeah so trying to create a little bit more um sort of like actually i'm still in this lane and then sometimes i might do something like that yeah like try and get like a base level 
Yeah, yeah. So I think offshoot project kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, and that I, I think that's been to to me. It's like trying to um not to confuse people that are starting to follow me too much, mm. but also capturing other people who might not listen to the main music that I do just off the bat. Yeah. But I think they would like it. I mean, I don't know if you've checked some of my back catalogue of what you thought yes. of it. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Like, Because obviously before you um, performed with Gafar Guys, I'd actually come across, um, I think it was Dragon Dragon's Jaw. Um, oh, yeah, that was the, that, the post-call prom queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. And then obviously I listened to your previous EP release and I, I really enjoyed that. Actually, I think I actually spanned one of the tracks on um, the radio show that I do as well. Cause, um, okay, cool, man. Thanks for that. I just really enjoyed, like, as you said, that infusion that you get, like you've got that hip-hop element kind of thing, but then you add little bits here and there just to make it stand out a little bit more. Yeah, I guess I guess I think what um, being with bands has taught me is a lot more about, like, songwriting and composition. Yeah. And, like the musical elements where I think sometimes they... Um, no criticism because I think actually a lot of modern rappers uh, are, are much more tonal and and not so shouty and, and aggressive. <laughs> but sometimes it's just about like rap can be very much about the bars, yeah, and not about the whole kind of mu- musical element. And I think it's important to think about all of that as well as yeah. like having that rawness and that edge, but trying to bring you know kind of musicality. And some people do that naturally, and some I think with all the different changes in music especially what grime brought to music but yeah. i actually when grime first come out i i found it really hard to get into but now it's kind of matured over some years and it's got a bit more kind of of the like uh, it's almost kind of gone back a bit into the garage garage influence as yeah. well as like you know the grime artists are, are, are they're more they're more rap than grime but they're yeah. bringing that kind of grime edge as well and yeah. i think you know gets new album for instance it's, it's, it's really such a great piece of work um, yeah, and I can really relate to that. And I like a lot. There's a lot of talk rapping at the moment, and I think yes. it's very tonal and it's just really nice, man. Like yeah. and it's taught me a lot because I come from the era where rap was really aggressive and you had to like really bring it, like bring <laughs> yeah. yourself. So um, it's kind yeah. of it's it's almost taught me to kind of calm down. I don't need to. I've got I've got a good tone in my voice. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean because that—that's what I like. Because on the uh, on the Gafagos record, especially, just the sort of the contrast in the beats. But then with your delivery, it was just so—it sounded so effortless <laughs> that it was just—I—I I, I can't even string sometimes four or five words in quick succession together. So to listen to you just go from bang to bang it's just incredible to witness and as you said there's no shouty there's no it's it's all power but like a almost like a gentle power if that makes sense well i guess you know when we were talking about your voice in the beginning i think yeah. you know you have a no but you have a you have a subtleness but there's a there's a you know what comes across it really well and i think you know i've been trying to learn from some of the new school i think yeah. that's what i mean there's a we can always be taught in our in our art and you can always yeah. learn and i think that older people can teach younger people and younger people can teach definitely i think music is it's just one big learning curve that never ends no yeah totally <laughs> there's always totally. evolutions there's a, uh, adaptions it's, it's it's just constantly changing yeah and there's repeats and there's loops and then there's yeah. like stuff that's coming in that's different and it's and it's interesting and i think if you're open to that 
that learning and, and if you're open like I'm, re- I'm just really open to like trying new things and I'm open to experimenting yeah and I'm open to, and I'm open to influence I don't I like they have a lot of you know if you look in other scenes where you have music like getting influenced by other music is really positive but in rap it's very much frowned upon to mm. kind of like oh you're biting man style or this and that but it's like okay but actually everyone's influenced and I'm always influenced I listen to art always influenced and i'm always like play i was actually i quite like you know that thing that they're doing there i'm gonna try and make do something similar yeah like that in in my way you know producers are doing that all the time there was robin bits and <laughs> just like recreating the relooping yeah, and that. sampling just, yeah just <laughs> sampling but yeah no just like ideas like yeah. everyone's always you know the music is borrowed the whole the whole concept is borrowed and everyone yeah everyone's influenced it doesn't matter how original you are you're still influenced yeah it's it's like um i do i do get a lot of emails sometimes of like reshaping this scene and it's like i feel like saying things like that are quite strong nowadays because like with there being only sort of seven chords in, in the entire musical spectrum yeah it's, it's it gets harder and harder to be original and like you said the only way you can nowadays is not be original but be unique in the way that you blend what is already existing together yeah, and I think that's it. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's about taking some of that tapestry and then finding your way of finding new voice in, yeah. within that. And uh, yeah, so, and, and I'm still, I, I, I actually find because I know that there's some MCs that are really distinct and they've got kind of like one voice, one style, and it's really distinct. Yeah. And I've, re- I've actually, when I look back when I started, I had about two or three kind of ways that I used to. Um, um, with my style and then yeah. um, over the years and especially like now like I noticed there's I've got I've there's probably about um, two or three four voices that I kind of have um, okay. so it's not like there's kind of one one way and and they're all like it's all like different ways that I that I perform and it's yeah, all you... my voice but it is different and so there's not this one cohesive and sometimes they mix into it it's yeah. interesting um to have that and i'm uh and some of it like when i do boom bap i can do that really smooth sap flow and then when yeah i've got some of that patois things that i can bring in in other um tracks it just yeah. depends on the music um, yeah well it just it just sounds like you're very much like um you're very open to adapting to the music rather than trying to force the music to fit what you do you're, you're very much like open to adapting your style your voice the way that you deliver and I, I think that that is that's something that a lot of musicians do try and achieve and it's only the few that can kind of really nail it in the way that i think you have um with what oh, i've I heard from that, your back catalogue it's it's very distinctive and it's very you even though there's like the slight change here so it, there's still something core in what you okay do. cool i'm glad that there's still a cohesive like yeah, yeah. I, I mean I, I do recognize my voice but i also i also have times where i get insecure like in some ways where i'm like oh you know because if you listen to a chester b track or a jess track yeah you know there's no you know there's no not or if you listen to a method man track yeah you know i mean that it's just that but then so there's not loads of artists that have like loads of different kind of um voices yeah and sometimes i'm not sure is you know i'm kind of i kind of question it is that okay but 
It seems yeah. to like I I I I like it as well. You like know, if you li- I'm not sure if you've listened to Roots LP or the Remix LP or whatever, but like from tracks from Don't Call Me to um, yeah. the other Needles is so different. The style of approach, the style yeah. of rap, but they've definitely you know again uh, if you even ask stuff. I can go, oh, that's that voice there again. Yeah. And it's almost like I can trace the voices and the linear of like them growing and sort of like, um, yeah. which is cool, man. I do. No, no, it, it, it's brilliant. And, and like, as, as music sort of been something for you from like a very young age, or was it something that came quite sort of like later on as you grew up more? Um, no, it's been, it's been all the time, I think. I, yeah. I think I was like, um, like, I used to sing a lot younger, but more yeah. in kind of choirs and that. So, yeah. but I, you know, then I wouldn't even associated it. But you have to think about it, don't you? You know, yeah. You, would, you wouldn't even associate because I done that. This is why I do this. But yeah. It is, you know what I mean? It's all. It's all the same. It's the. the it's either you're you're into that and that helps you. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy it. And yeah. then, um, and then I kind of stopped, um, because it wasn't cool. Because I had a, you know, it's like thirteen and singing in a choir. That's like beat, that's like beat down. The teenager stuff. kicks in, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so, I don't want and, to see and then my no, I, th- I think the main thing was that actually my voice broke, and I just didn't know. You know, when you're you're like you're like walking in the air, and then your voice breaks. You're like walking. Yeah. In the, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you do with that? You just don't. Yeah. You just don't know. You just you don't know what to do with it, and because it's different, unless you've got a teacher there going, okay. So you're 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 like baritone now, man. You're like Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't. I I I just kind of obviously I dropped out of that scene anyway. Yeah. And and it was more like I think at that age I was starting to get into kind of you know being a bit more of a lad because I was quite I I think I was quite sheltered when I was young. I was quite yeah. sheltered. Um, but when I come into my teens and got into because I had quite a difficult upbringing anyway. By the time I was mm. about fourteen, fifteen. It was almost like the rouse was starting to come in in a lot of different ways, but that yeah. kind of brought out at that time drum and bass was big, and, yeah. and I just got um, every like people, couple more friends were getting decks, and I just got into the MPing, um, yeah, and that and that was the start, man. So it was probably like you know by seventeen I was like just like MCing at parties and this and that, and yeah. you know by eighteen I was up in London like going to. This is like labyrinth and other places and no. getting on the mic, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like raw, like challenging MCs who were like residents in the thing to yeah. get on the mic and and <laughs> like and doing their nothing and them looking a bit shook after I'd been on because everyone was enjoying it. And there's yeah. like, <laughs> so there was like there was that, and I got I I remember going to a couple parties and getting asked like Rude FM and you know some yeah. of those like um, stations were like, oh raw, do you want to come on that station? And I was just it wasn't quite mentally i wasn't ready i didn't have a yeah. i think I, I i was very um like i was getting good at what i was doing but i wasn't even confident like my mates used to say all the time you should send tapes off man because you're really yeah. really good and i was just like i just thought they were just like you know being nice yeah just didn't, in the head it wasn't quite there yet kind of i just thing. i didn't i had a lot of i had a lot of mental health issues going on and i just yeah. wasn't i just had very low self-esteem man and i yeah. and, and, and to touch the touch i say not today like it's it's a bigger monster than it was when i was younger but yeah 
um, it still it still hangs out, you know. But that I think that's a good thing. Yeah. No, and so would you say like that the MC and all that, especially during that sort of tough time, was something that you could kind of cling to and get your frustrations. Yeah, out totally, via man. That it way. really, it, I, 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 you don't even know it at the time how much yeah. how therapeutic art is. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I think it at that point, if I didn't have that, I don't know what I would have become. Yeah, if I, I probably would be in jail, man. I, I'd mm. be honest because I know at that time I was. I was doing a lot of stuff and a lot of it was not that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it was kind of like a, t- a t- it was the sort of saving point. It just gave me a focus and it was just something that was, it was good. And it was, yeah. it was quite, you know, when things are like free, like music's quite free. You just yeah. need a beat. You just need a beat and a piece of paper. And if you yeah. come from, if you come from a poor, a poor beginning and it's, it's something that you can do a lot and be isolated and, yeah and just and just kind of and i think you know it's almost like kept me out of my own head because i was just into the words and the patterns and the and the rhyming and yeah and the music just an escape for just a couple yeah. of minutes each time yeah. just get lost in a world that was your own kind of thing yeah but also yeah. connecting because music it, you meet so many so many people and you meet a lot of people like yourself that are that are damaged man from this yeah from this world from society from just life you know yeah so yeah you meet a lot of people like that and then some of that's good and some of it ain't but yeah it's it's helpful stuff you know yeah like, it, all, it all builds and impacts and just creates it, it's where i think musicians grow and grow and grow is the more life experience they have both positive and negative it all feeds into what you do as yeah. an artist and that's i think that's the joy of art music or this sort of thing it allows you to take negative and turn them into a positives rather yeah, than... Yeah, it's like an alchemy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just it's just fascinating. So it's like when sort of during the lockdown, sort of music was sort of like stripped away and, and like musicians were struggling and all that sort of stuff. So many of them turned it into positives to create new music, record at home, do all these things and find a way to keep creating music while staving off the kind of mental demons that yeah and i don't know about you but i had some really great projects yeah there's been some astonishing and amazing amazing ones and they all say like this is my uh, lockdown album (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah there's loads of those kind of kicking around and and i think some bands um i've listened to like previous stuff listened to their lockdown stuff and because they've had that time where there's been no pressure to like you've only got six hours in the studio they've had six months at home Mm -hmm. they've created stuff that is like much more powerful than I think they would have achieved given only like three hours twice a week to record an album kind of thing. Yeah. And I think you've got to look at all the, um, you know, what happens culturally, socially has such an impact. So if you think about, um, you know, I was watching a thing with Chuck D talking today, he was talking about the music industry on Facebook. It was like an old thing. It was, I think it's been out of a while but if you think about when you know he was dropping tracks like fight the power yeah these, this is all about the you know what's going on in society in that moment how yeah. that's impacting your environment how that's impacting your, you and your mental health and what you're trying to you know how you're trying to make sense of it yeah. so i think that's think about what people are going through and how people are trying to make sense of like what what are we going through what's going to happen yeah. in our future 
even it doesn't matter what class you are even in this generation, everyone's impacted. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Had such a huge impact. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's also that that's helped. Like, I I know, because when I dropped Lost Roots, I think it's probably one of my strongest projects. Yeah. Um, But when I dropped that, the the three, four years leading up to, like, um, well, because what happened was I started writing the project. I read about five or six tracks. Yeah, and then I and then I just stopped writing, and I didn't mm-hmm. write any music for about a year and a half or two years, and I nearly stopped writing music, and then oh, no. had loads of mental health issues. I didn't yeah. write for about a year and a half. Anyway, I got back into writing, I finished that project off, and I was I was going to release it, and then just but I got back into it through that. It was quite a healing yeah. process for me, like writing that album, and then yeah, and then I dropped it, and it had quite a, like a good reaction. It wasn't the reason why I kept on writing. Like I was just writing, so. It's, I'd writing other stuff, so I had other stuff ready to go. Yes, I started in the flow again, and it was yeah. helping. It's helping the mental health. Um, but yeah, just that that album is what it is because of where I was. You know what I mean? It would have yeah. been if I was happy and life was great. I wouldn't have wrote <laughs> an album like that. Yes, it would have been a completely different kind of thing. Yeah, but I think that's there's there's the, the the issue with that about there's a lot of I know there's a lot of people that sit on that kind of cusp of being like mentally not well just yeah. so they can write. You know, I see yeah. it a lot. There's a lot of bad mental health within the music scene. A lot mm. of a lot of the best artists are the most you know the most affected, whether it's been trauma or abuse or just whatever's going on. Yeah, just even just the industry pressure. Just yeah, some of it's like industry. I mean, the industry is another kind of conversation. But I think about music, art, and people. Just you know, why people write music is an interest. A lot of a lot of people do music, not just because it's fun. It's because it's like for me, it's necessary for my upkeep as a person. Yeah. If I didn't do it, I think that would have an impact. Just yeah. express in some way some of the stuff that's going on in some way that would yeah. have any sort of life, I guess. No, I, I know what you mean because, like, because I um I lost sort of like eighty percent of my vision uh, when I was thirteen years old. And wow. Music for me, like the first thing, like I listened to, <laughs> it, was, it was like an Ozzy Osbourne record or something like that, and he had a guitarist um, called Zach Wild, and he was just amazing and. I thought guitar because it was something that it's not sight based, it's not anything. And since then, music, like and even doing things like this, the podcast, the radio show, all those, it's it's it, again, it gives me focus and gives yeah. me something that I can enjoy, even when like I might not be having the best day. I can sit down, put some music on, listen to some new music, talk to new artists, and just feel like I'm doing something and this is working. Yeah. It, it's all just and fun. It reminds me of that. Um, I can't think of the author of the game, but you know, the the book, the, the famous book about um, the guy wrote the German guy. It was a German. He um, man search for was it Victor? Um, man search for meaning. Um, oh yes, Vic, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of yeah, but it, it's almost. I can't think of his name either. <laughs> yeah, but um, but anyway, uh, the whole the whole theory of logotherapy was based on the sense that. Um, he noticed in the in the camps that the people that had like a, a reason to go home, whether yeah. it was because they promised their wife that they would return, or because 
they have something that they had to finish they were the people that lived through like Auschwitz and and the and yeah. camps and the people that didn't so even just having such a simple thing like i i have this reason to sort yeah. of like get up tomorrow because i need to finish my podcast because yeah. i need to finish it on almost like it, it, it is an anchor sometimes that tethers us to yeah uh, definitely you know, this this world because we we struggle man i think this world is if you don't have like things that are meaningful yeah um that and i mean i mean that on the depth of your 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 soul and self not just yeah because um you know what i mean i like going out for a beer and that's fine <laughs> as well if that's what if that's what you find meaning in I'm yeah saying, yeah i'm not dissing that i think it's all it's all worthwhile but i'm also i think about that stuff where it's just about you and the world like yeah. you and yourself that's that's powerful man you know what i mean and that's yeah, yeah. kind of really, like, really like music's always had my back. I've yeah. times where I've been like lonely as fuck, suicidal as fuck. Yeah. Like some really like dark times and music's always been there. Like where family weren't there or this weren't there or that one let me down. But music's yeah. always, for me, it's always been that thing that I can go, okay, like I'm not completely alone because I've got this. Yeah, there's there's something you can focus on, something you can do, and and something that is, as you said, it's 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 kind of um, I can't think of the word, but but there's no, it's it's like a, you can always rely on music, but music asks nothing of you. Yeah, that and that's it. It's yeah. it, that that is that is it. Like you say, and it also there's there's a there's a there's a kind of an an awe, there's a love and respect, and I think yeah. like it's a both way thing because you're nurturing something. And it's and and when you put that time in and you get that yeah you know, that that feeling where you're just excited I'm just doing this and I'm just so excited yeah excited. I'm excited that people might hear it um I'm excited that people might relate to it you know yeah. and you know these things and also you get to express this you know yes art in general you express something of the spirit and the soul of the self that people, you can't transcend through words sometimes, you know, even though yeah. I put it into words that like, you know, sometimes I've written stuff in the past now and I'm like, I can't, like, then I wouldn't have understood what it meant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's not till it's done, you're like, ah, okay, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. like that. I think it's like a, a kind of, um, yeah, I just really, I, I think, as I say, I can feel, I can feel like, not like welling up, but I can feel yeah. the emotion around how important and how got a lot of feeling in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because cause you, you also, um, uh, like a poetry spoken word. I, I kind of put that in the thing, like it's yeah. there, but I, I think my music's quite poetic. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. I'd like to think so. Well, that, that's what I was going to say, because it is, uh, for me, it does seem like quite sort of poetic and you very much use a lot of imagery and, and things like that when you do like your, your verses and things like that. And and I've, when I saw that our poetry spoken word, I thought it's really, it's one of those times where you could call it poetry. Cause I know a lot of people say like, is music poetry? Is it not poetry? And all that sort of debate goes yeah, on. I, I, yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't, I, I, I guess if, if you, if a poet saw my stuff, they probably would go, that is not poetry. <laughs> Um, but um, I I think the the stuff that I do is very 
you know, if I, I've performed some material at Poetry Nights, yes, my music um, as a standalone, like yes. performances, and people liked it. So, yeah, um, I think it's it stands alone enough. And I think you know, if if rap isn't modern poetry, then what is? You know, yeah, definitely. That, that's it, what it depends I've on said. your rap. Yeah, like it depends on who you listen to. Yeah. No, I've always said like because because with you, as I said, you use a lot of imagery and all those sorts of things, and it it does almost sort of call out as poetry in a way. And is it like a case of with things like that, you'll get word word inspiration first, or sort of like is a do you, like the beat come first for you kind of thing? Uh, I don't. I, it just depends. Like um, yeah. sometimes I've got no beat and I just come up with stuff. Sometimes there might be a beat and the beat influence. So I think both. Yeah, I, I guess with my writing, I, as as well as my like you say, the approach to being open to, I'm quite open to trying different things just yeah. to kind of get get writing done. And nowadays, because I, I I remember doing like I've done like a lot of teaching with like um, writing and performance and yeah. recording skills and stuff, youth work, and I've done stuff, like one workshops. Yeah. Um. So and then when you start to kind of break down your process it, you or you start trying to teach others it then you start oh okay like practice what you preach and go back into that and yeah i run a workshop quite recently which was about or oh, this year would say super um and i haven't I, i've sort of sort of stepped away from doing all that kind of work for a while well simply yeah. impact doing music um, but uh the workshop was interesting because um what i realized was sometimes when i write it's like the original thing that I write is like crap. It's like, looks like a mess. It's like a five-year-old like to write some bars. But yeah. then I kind of, it's almost like a sculptor. He starts with a big block of stuff and then he's like chipping, chipping away. Yeah. And then kind of making, sometimes I can write a rhyme just because, you know, what I need to say is bursting to come out. And it's like, I don't even have to change nothing. And then yeah. sometimes the ideas is like that block and i'm having to really chip and sculpt it and yeah word patterns a lot of the time i it is it is more i think my writing is always more about the meaning than mm. the sounding call so the meaning always comes first and then i try and make that meaning sound um, musical or i yeah. kind of i think nowadays I, I notice that i work more in stages of this is what i'm trying to say and now i want to make that sound phonetically nice yeah. Now I need to pick the groove out of, you know, how does that, how is what I'm saying groove with this beat or with that? Yeah, beat. yeah. That's kind of how, that's how I notice, like, I work more these days. Yeah. Well, no, it's great. And it needs that kind of, like, again, like, you've done quite a lot of collaborations. Have you had sort of, like, any that have sort of stood out for you as, like, times when you've really found yourself pushing what you do a little bit further? Um, well, I mean, obviously, the Gever Guys collaboration is great. Yeah. Um, I really like the Post Cold Prom Queen collab. Like, yeah. Um, that one, because it's not, I don't really write a lot of um, dystopian music. So that yeah. was quite sort of, well, I don't really write loads of dystopian music. But then yeah. I thought about, um, you know, just talking about now, but in the future. I yeah. Just, that's kind of what I did in that track. It's almost about the issues now but how much perversely worse they've got in the future and i've time traveled back from the future to talk about you know it's all sort of like, uh, okay um so that was the kind of theme when i was talking yeah. about that and, 
know, the video's got to drop at some point. But yeah, I've uh, that track I really liked. Um, yeah. I've done a I've done a a tune that's not not coming out till next year with um Becky Wallace. Um, you know Becky yeah. Wallace and um uh, Texture. You know Texture. Yeah. From the, so um that's a really nice track. And mm-hmm. we've got Chris Greaves also um local Edinburgh. Yeah, as in jazz musician, has played a bit of um, added some trombone to it. Uh, oh, it's nice. just a really, really nice track, and um, it was produced, it was mixed and mastered by um, uh, Aubrey Tate. Out of, yeah, you know, I'm not sure what they call their studio. Sorry, so I <laughs> drop that. Yeah, but, um, Aubrey and the other um, uh, lady that she works with. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a really nice, it's a really nice track. We're just kind of putting out a video for that which will yeah. be shot hopefully in earliest next year um, yeah and then that'll be a single that will go out at some point. Yeah. I've, I've i've been working i'm always trying to grow um yeah. in the way that i present my art and um, whether that's visually um the way that the, the press is or yeah the way, um you know so all of that thing all of those aspects are really really important and um, I I just nowadays I don't think I would release anything kind of not up for having yeah. a sort of like uh, but I'm not saying that everything's as good as other. There's certainly things that stand out more than others. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So in terms of collaborations, like um, I'm working on some new stuff. Uh, again, I'm just like tweaking away at the bars and lows. Yeah. Um, I, I try and work slower now whether before I you know I used to spot write projects you know mm. write it record it on the day and that would be that but now I'm yeah. like I record something I'll re-record it I might record it again you know I might yeah so like generally I might record it at least twice. unless it's not really working I might record it third time but um, yeah so I'm just trying to take my time to, to make the craft better to make the sound better yeah to, to, to then it better to make yeah kind, kind, yeah kind of go for that quality over quantity kind yeah of. but I'm, i it's it seems it's it's bad actually because i still i still feel like i'm making too much music and i'm not even <laughs> like making it's like i'm holding myself back and it's not yeah. even it's just almost like it's kind of sometimes it's just bursting out and i yeah. need to just and i, I do want to i do want to release less i'm actually moving forward after kind of the, I've got an idea of some singles that I want to do with some people. So I've got some collaborative ideas. Yeah. Once I've got this stuff done, I just want to maybe release an album or uh, yeah, probably an album like every two years, and it's yeah. gonna be like one project. And there might be some online content that I just sort of like uses for YouTube where I just yeah. drop drop a track and you can only get you can only hear it there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But like just just take take a bit of a step back, sit back. And... Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's the thing is, man. I guess like the other side of the music thing, which I've I learned much more now. It it doesn't really matter if you're if you're an independent independent artist. There's a ceiling to what really you can achieve, and it yeah. doesn't really matter unless you're gonna put unless you've got like management or you've got a label or you've got money. The yeah. The, the chance of like really like going anywhere and doing numbers with your music is very very small yeah um, unless you're really within the right um pocket of something that's kind of coming up and yeah and you're hanging with the right people but uh so once you 
and to be honest for me like I'm, I'm not trying to make a career out of music it is something that I don't mind making money out of and I do make a bit of money out of it but yeah compared to what I invest into it it's not but it's not about that for me it's about yes the art and the culture yeah so, but why it, it is so expensive like and because of um because of the digital age trying yeah. to recoup money where before you could make cds sell like 100 100 cds and yeah. you, you know you could cover all your release costs you make a little bit of money nowadays that that's like <laughs> 0.16 pence <laughs> yeah you know what i mean man it's it's so expensive so if every release yeah. that i've dropped even the singles like i'm spending like about 800 quid per yeah. release um and i'm i've you know this year what did i drop three peas an yeah. album and about two singles so um it's it's very lot. expensive <laughs> it's 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 expensive man and, yeah, and it's if an you expensive do, hobby <laughs> yeah and i do it on a shoestring so yeah I do, but i i still spend a lot yeah no i, th- I think it's it's one of those things that i think the, the cost of because i remember talking to um fiona about this on her podcast about mm. how it's um when when people listen to streaming services and things like that, they hear the song, it's great, it sounds good, but what they don't realise is the six months, almost like a year's worth of work that has gone into just to those three minutes. Yeah. And the amount of money that has had to be spent to get those three minutes sounding good enough to be streamed in the hopes that people will follow them and listen to more and more of their music. Yeah. I mean it's... we we live in such a, a disposable culture. Yeah. And, and 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 unfortunately, art is just very, you know. The thing is, it's almost like you see these musicians that are either really talented and they're pouring their heart and soul into, and then you get someone like Dad Baby who gets a number one for singing about <laughs> sausage rolls, yeah. and then you just kind of you just get a bit. Even when I was speaking to like young fathers, and they, I think when they got their music on the um, train spotting. Um, yeah. to gig and I was said oh that's really cool they go but there's this like there's in people's minds it's like oh they've got their music on that they've made it but in their minds well this is just like a piece of work and that's one paycheck for that piece of work yeah and now I've got to go and find more work people yeah. don't understand that that you 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 don't get elevated to this level then stay there it's, you go back down to zero and you have to start again so every yeah. project you're trying to push up the hill to that same place but a bit further and every yeah. time and it's and it's like that because a lot of it's about a lot of it's about money and if the you, you need you need especially nowadays on the internet you can't even reach your own fans without paying money do you know what I mean? oh it's yeah how, yeah it's, it's it's honestly man it's so so sick how they yeah. how they've done it but that's the truth of it like yeah, people it's... are people are they've got hundreds of thousands of fans and they can't even reach them without yeah. paying someone to let them oh thank you i'll give you some money so i can my people yeah yeah <laughs> i mean how is how bad is that man yeah it is it's it is really really insane like um you can't see it boost this post to reach more people but i should be reaching them anyway because anyway yeah why are you stopping me from reaching my people yeah yeah do you know what i mean yeah so it it, it is i've seen all over YouTube where people drop in videos, these people with 100k views, yeah. k views, and now they're lucky if they're getting one or two k. Yeah. And 
that's just algorithms of yeah like, I think it's just it's the nature of the industry at the moment and it's yeah. like there's always a hope that hopefully one day something will come along and change it and it'll be a bit more music Armageddon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah yeah <laughs> completely nuke the whole system start from scratch let's go back oh, to God, uh, yeah. pressed vinyl co- <laughs> cockroaches will still be running it yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean uh, yeah 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 no oh. and, and on that on that bleak note <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> No, Conscious Fruit, it's been fascinating talking to you and I've I've really, really enjoyed it. No worries, man. No, no, it's been brilliant. And um, I wish you all the best with the projects next year. Yeah, can I just say, like, next year I've got an EP coming out around yeah. kind of April time and it's Pyramid EP, so brilliant. for that, definitely, because it's, uh, it's a really, really nice thing. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's going to be other stuff for me, so just keep your eyes out. And yeah, definitely, and, and all that. Yeah, for people that thank you very much follow, for inviting just, me on. No worries, and like people that want to follow you and all that, it's just um, at Conscious Root. Yeah, Conscious yeah. Root um, on all platforms. You can yeah. find if you find my um, uh, what's it called link tree. Um, yeah. So yeah. Accounts and Spotify and all that and all that and all that. Yeah, and all that. yeah. cool. And if and if, if if you're lucky, you'll you'll pay for it, and they might see some content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll pay to see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, brilliant. Thank you again. Yeah, thanks, man. Cheers for the chat. And so there you have it. That was my conversation with the brilliant Conscious Roots. He's such a great person, so easy to talk to. And I could have just gone on forever and ever and ever, especially towards the end. We were really kind of sinking our teeth into it there. Uh, But no, he's a great, great artist. And if you haven't already, please do go give him a like and a follow, as he said, at Conscious underscore Roots across all his social media pages. And just be sure to check out his music and keep an eye out what's coming in the future. So... Hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, You've been listening to the Barstool Music Safe Space podcast. Please do subscribe if you've enjoyed it. Rate, review it, whatever you want to do. And please don't ever hesitate to get in touch. You can do that via barstoolmusicuk at gmail.com or you can give me a like and a follow if you're there following Conscious Root. It's at barstool underscore music. And just drop me a message. Let me know what you think of the podcast or anything like that. Or if you think there's anyone that you've discovered through Barstool Music that you'd like to find out a little bit more about and uh, we can get it sorted. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. Please do come back next week as I'll be talking to the brilliant Birmingham-based pop artist that is Latifah. She's done some great songs last year and has just got got an amazing story behind her as well. So it's great catching up with her too. So yes, once again, I've been Luke Knowles. This has been the Barstool Music's Safe Space podcast. So until next week, keep safe.